Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What else is going on? <laughs> Time for what's happening. A father in San Bernardino has been arrested for allegedly trying to drown his two-year-old daughter in a pond while his five-year-old son was locked in a car nearby. 42-year-old Timothy Shipman arrested yesterday afternoon. Deputies uh, responded to a drowning report at the Pally Mountain Camp in Running Springs. They said he lied his way onto the secure facility, locked his son in the car, attempted to drown his daughter in a pond on the facility, but... Camp staff were able to safely retrieve the children from him. How, what does that even look like? What does that look like? You watch somebody I attempting don't know. to drown their two-year-old. They said that they served a search warrant at his home and found evidence, but no details on exactly what that evidence was. Twelve Waukesha County jurors entered their uh, second day of deliberations this morning, but a verdict was reached right away. It was read in open court, and Daryl Brooks convicted on all 76 counts in this case of having uh, run through the Waukesha Christmas Parade in November last year. Six counts of first-degree intentional homicide were were the big ones, of course. Gavin Newsom is still going after the oil industry. This time, he's got a sight set on Valero Energy Corp. and its rising profits. He called for a price-gouging penalty again. According to its third-quarter report, Valero made $2.82 billion. That's an increase of more than 500% in profit. Go get him, tough guy. Well, it is a little bit ridiculous when you look at the profits. I totally agree. Now what? Now, yeah. what's he going to do about it? Right. I, it's kind of, it's a. You know what he should do? He should start, he should set up a blue ribbon commission. To it's study a clawless uh, fight. Ballless fight, perhaps. Well, it's well. just like if a, you have a kitten and, and you think <laughs> that that kitten's going to scratch you, but the kitten's been declawed. You just. So it just kind of paws at your face a little bit. So Gavin is a kitten. Well,. The governor of California is a powerful post, but when you go up against the energy companies, the the you need you need more firepower than just your little paw. Um, the the Holocaust Museum of L.A. offered Kanye West a uh, private tour. De, despite his comments, the CEO of Holocaust Museum of L.A., Beth Keen, said the museum did offer Kanye a uh, private tour, hoping it would change his views uh, on Jewish people and the. Uh, proverbial Jews that he refers to as having controlled everything. Uh, however, since extending the invitation, Beth Keen said that the museum has been flooded with anti-Semitic messages on its social media pages. What is going on with people? Why are we... Uh, these people need no oxygen. I mean, we should take it away from them. It's a better way to put it. Boston Celtics forward Jalen Brown and Rams tackle Aaron Donald both announced they're leaving Donda Sports. This is, of course, Kanye West's agency. 
Um, some athletes came out and said they're sticking with them. Some said they're leaving. Uh, the the most prominent were Brown and Donald. Ooh, do you know who's staying with Kanye? Antonio is Brown. Antonio Brown. Yeah, that guy's uh, got rubbing two brain cells together, too. Do we have audio of this guy dying on the air? There is a British radio host, I don't mean to be insensitive, but it is uh, newsworthy that he died on the air during his morning breakfast show, suffered a heart attack at his home where he was doing the show from. Wait a minute, he's doing it from home? Yeah. I don't like that. What don't you like? That he's doing it from home? Shouldn't you come in every once in a while? Shouldn't Some people, people I mean, like if he was, to broadcast from home. I know, but if he was here, and I don't mean here... I mean, at the studio, mm-hmm. wouldn't there be somebody there to help save him? Oh, maybe. Well, maybe he didn't live alone. Maybe he had a wife or something. Or a dog or a kitten named Gavin. Oh, no. It says he's survived by his mother, brother, sister, uh, and son. What? We don't know if he lives with his mom. I know what you're thinking. Oh. Want to touch the hiney? Powerball lottery oh. jackpots at $700 million now for the winning numbers that will be drawn Tonight! Tonight! Uh, it could be your lucky night. You How know much that the Conway th- show is going to be doing live wall-to-wall coverage of the Powerball numbers when they're drawn. How much of a chance do you have to win? Not much. Not much. Hey, can we do a quick gas go-around? Uh, I beat you to it, Jacob. I was wondering when everyone's birthday is. Because every so often we need a little refresher course, don't we? Yes. Yours is January 5th. Yes. Yes. Mine and Walter Mondale's. Oh, really? Okay. Do you know who I share a birthday? No one has ever reacted that way when I've said that the former vice president. Oh, I think it's fascinating. Okay. You're the only one. Did you know that I share a birthday with Tom Cruise? Uh, I I think I kind of remember that. You did? Yeah. Huh. You don't seem as enthusiastic. Yeah, th- Tom Cruise. I mean, he's no Walter Mondale, but... Jacob, when's your birthday? May 22nd. And who famous do you share it with? No one that I know of. Oh, sure I've somebody. got some. Yeah. Who? How about Lisa Murkowski, Jacob? Yeah. yeah. Great state of AK. Anybody else? Uh, nope. Yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Ronner, when is your birthday? June 5th. I wear a large and I'd like something nice. Okay. And who do you share your birthday with? Somebody famous. I don't know, but I think it was on the same day that Bobby Kennedy got assassinated. Oh, how's that for luck? Yeah, it's not great. Here here you go, Mark Ronner. Kenny G. (laughs) Mark Wahlberg. That's some good company. Brian McKnight. I don't know who that is. The singer. He sings. Okay. One last cry. Oh, God. Right? Isn't okay. that right? Yeah. Ron Livingston, actor. Oh, I like him. Yeah, I like him too. And then Mondo, when's your birthday? Oh, is he? February 27th. February 27th. Who do you share it with? I share it with uh, Elizabeth Taylor. And also, that's the same day that uh, Mr. Rogers passed away. Oh. oh. Man. Not only Elizabeth Taylor, but Jay Wow as well. From wait, Jersey wait, Shore, from the Jersey Shore? Shore? Yeah. No, the other Jay Wow. <laughs> Our snake roundup is coming up. In just a I minute. love a snake roundup. Uh-huh. Want to touch the hiney? Who is that? You also share your birthday, Mondo, with a lot of TikTok stars. 
the number of TikTok stars. Oh, also Josh Groban. He sings the, the Jesus music, right? Yeah, but he's very funny. Is he? Yeah. Uh, well, you can love Jesus and be funny, Gary. Oh, really? Yeah. He's been in the office a few times. Josh Groban? Yeah, he plays uh, Andy's brother. Oh, I thought you meant in our office. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, A zoo in Sweden had to be closed after a highly venomous snake escaped its closure just days after arriving at its new home. A king cobra named Sir Voss, which translates to Sir Hiss in English. Get it? Yeah. Arrived at the Skansen Aquarium in Stockholm last week, and then he escaped on Saturday. Oh, no. This is a, this is going to be a problem. They've named him Houdini because he so sneakily escaped. <laughs> I still haven't found him. As the unfamiliar snake explored its new terrarium, it found an escape route in the ceiling of the cobra enclosure, to which I say, why is there? escape route in a cobra enclosure which is weird they said it's where a heat lamp used to be the heat of that light bulb kept the snake uh the last snake housed there but the lamp was recently replaced with a cooler led bulb so he would go up there and of course manage to push himself out that way how big are king cobras it's five six feet maybe Wow. Uh, The king cobra's average size is 10 to 12 feet. Oh, wow. But it can reach 18 feet. Yahtzee. That's a hard (laughs) thing to hide. Well, they say it's going to stay in the enclosure. In Stockholm, it's not very, um, shall we say, warm outside. So it's going to stay inside, they assume. Or find its way into a home that's heated. Crawl into an animal body. Or crawl into the toilet system and then up it goes. I don't think cobras like water that way. Oh, Oh, I didn't know you were a cobra expert. I don't like to brag. Authorities say a missing Indonesian grandmother was swallowed whole by a 22-foot python over the weekend. Uh, I'm not certain about this. She's 54, and she was reported missing. She went to go collect rubber on a plantation. And when her husband went to look for her, he only found her sandals, jacket, headscarf, and knife. According to the chief, a couple days after she disappeared, a search party found a reticulated python with a giant bulge in its stomach. Grandma! So so they cut open the snake, and turns out... Oh, no. It was grandma. Her body appeared to be largely intact. Oh, no. That's like when one of those snakes eats a hamster and just... Or a deer. Have you ever seen him eat a deer? No. Oh, boy. Really? Oh, my gosh. What kind of a snake eats a deer? A giant python like this? Really? Do you know how long these reticulated pythons can get? How long do you survive inside the python's Not belly? Long. I'd imagine you die relatively quick. Of from what? Asphyxiation. Is, uh... hmm. Or boredom, I guess. There's no TV in there. 28 feet. That's how long that those uh, those snakes can get. Uh, in South Florida, a 19-year-old captured 28 Burmese pythons during a 10-day competition. This is a competition that was put in place to increase awareness about the threats that these snakes pose to the state's ecology. There are more than 1,000 participants from 32 states, Canada, and Latvia. Of course, Latvia. That's odd. You know, well known for snake collection, collect collecting. But uh, he got the $10,000 grand prize. Lucky.
there was a YouTube creator, an inventor, a guy named Alan Pan, who wanted to give snakes their legs back. He teamed up with snake enthusiast and breeder, Granddaddy Herps, to document the process of printing a one, well, three-foot-long tube with four reptile limbs attached, all of them 3D printed, controlled via a chip embedded into the snake and synced to a laptop. Oh, my hey, God. Can we do this? Oh, my God. I just pulled up a picture of the python that ate the deer. Yeah. I'm not going outside anymore. I'm done with outside. How them pants feel now. You know what? This is why I don't tell you things. This is exactly tell me. why I don't you tell you You announced it to things. the world. Had I know, but some... the world is safer than you. <laughs> 12.30, we dive into Washington. The swamp is horrible. So government doesn't work. Come on, man. We're going to make this like a, a reality TV show. Corn Pop was a bad dude. It's always a pleasure to be anywhere but Washington, D.C. Hey, Joe. Hey, Esther. <laughs> a town all too clearly built on a swamp, and in so many ways, still a swamp. That's a bunch of malarkey. Somebody said, drain the swamp. I said, oh, that's so hokey. Keep yapping, man. Swamp watch. You know the thing. John Fetterman, during this crime wave, has been trying to get as many murderers convicted and sentenced to life in prison out of jail as possible. All he's done is just put a plan up on his website in the last 24 hours. He has no experience. He has never made any attempt to try to address crime during his entire career, except showing up for photo ops here in Philadelphia. It was part of the more traditional aspects of the debate last night in Pennsylvania. Fetterman faltered on fracking and Dr. Oz tiptoed around abortion. Um, joining us now to talk more about the debate in Pennsylvania in, uh, for the Senate, but also the governor's races in Michigan and New York, Justin Finch with ABC News from Washington. Justin, what's going on? Hey there, uh, good afternoon. I've been watching uh, some polling coming in from our partners at 538, and it does show, as you might imagine, a lot of tightening in these races across the country, and especially so in the Senate. Uh, in Pennsylvania, we are now seeing John Fetterman still keeping a lead over Mehmet Oz, but it is, of course, getting smaller. Uh, he now has a two-percentage-point lead over Oz at this time. And, of course, that debate was the first and only meeting between these two on the debate stage, uh, giving Pennsylvania voters uh, a chance to hear their closing arguments, uh, including their positions on fracking. But a lot of people talking about the abortion rights conversation, the interesting thing was is that we did hear them both kind of like settle on a, a, a consistent argument here that they believe this should be left to a woman and her doctor. However, uh, Dr. Oz going a bit beyond that, saying he still believes that decision is still better left to the states. Fetterman saying this is a cause that I fight for, maintaining a woman's right to choose. Oz again, leaving that question up to the states. And then, of course, the really big elephant in that room, of course, was the state of Fetterman's health. Uh, some saw him struggling through that debate, uh, getting his words out. He did say at the top that he was recovering still from that stroke he suffered back in May. Uh, how that will land with voters remains to be seen. Fetterman is a tested brand in Pennsylvania. The lieutenant governor there has worked his way up to that state. Oz, of course, is a new player, a former TV host. Will his popularity carry him across? Uh, some say it will. Others not so sure.
Uh, the biggest issue is you're not going to get Democrats necessarily to change their mind. They're all in for John Fetterman because it, even if he may not be the greatest candidate right now, he's not Mehmet Oz. Um, and then, of course, Republicans aren't going to leave Mehmet Oz. It's these these undecided voters in Pennsylvania that were probably most anticipating last night's debate. Is it too early to determine whether they break one way or the other after the debate, uh, if it was a performance that John Fetterman might regret, I guess? I don't know the right word. Well, we, we have seen, uh, you know, some voter reaction uh, soon after that debate, and a lot of voters there still saying, even those who say they're undecided, are still looking at the economy being one of their major motivations to go out and vote. Uh, you would have to kind of think about uh, Fetterman as someone that they do know and whose reputation and work that they know as well. That gives him some advantage. In Pennsylvania, early voting is also already underway, and those votes were largely already cast before the debate. So we could see Fetterman going into the election with that advantage. I heard one woman ask what she thought about Fetterman's performance, his, his struggling to speak at times. And she said, given her knowledge of uh, stroke victim, that she was actually uh, not turned off by that because she knows that recovery process uh, is long and not easy for everyone. Um, others say you have plenty of longstanding uh, lawmakers on the Hill who are older and also suffer health issues. And it's not a big deal. But in this race, it is, of course, front and center. Yeah, without even being tongue in cheek about it, there are plenty of examples of uh, men and women with disabilities who have served in Congress, whether it's you know diminishing mental capacity or just physical uh, incapacity for for some of them. Yeah, and, and and given that you know sort of longstanding reputation here uh, in Capitol Hill and, and chambers across the country, uh, it, it might be that this may not be a big issue for voters. Um, you know, again, we know that Pennsylvania is a notoriously uh, swing state, that voters there really kind of vote their positions at that moment and their politics in that moment. Um, given the reputation that Fetterman has built as being a, a man of the people, caring for the core values of his constituents, uh, that might really be enough for him in this race. Uh, he really has worked to frame Dr. Oz as a, an outsider, a polished TV host, and in some circles a charlatan as well. Uh, Dr. Oz having to really tiptoe around Fetterman's condition uh, and really try not to play that up. But there are some, too, who feel that even given this moment that Dr. Oz had on that stage, he did not do uh, his best to communicate his message or positions. Quite the fundraiser for Fetterman. Uh, it, indeed. Uh, this this could really be, as we go into now, less than two weeks into Election Day, uh, a real moment for him to identify himself in a different capacity with voters as someone who had a real moment that he overcame on that stage because many warned him against doing it, saying it would not be smart. In fact, his own campaign before the debate was hedging the bets of, of the viewership, saying, hey, look, he, he's still getting out of this thing. And there are so, some questions too now about why his staff uh, was not more forthcoming about his health. I mean, these are going to be questions that will dog them until Election Day, for then, sure. Of course, uh, we saw the governor's races in Michigan and New York held debates last night as well. The one I uh, was paying more attention to was the one in New York, where 
crime was really the theme of uh, of uh, uh, Lee Zeldin going after Kathy Hochul. Uh, that was a really interesting debate. Uh, we saw them both kind of really stay in their political uh, cages, so to speak, not really going over any lines that were uncharted. We know that Lee Zeldin, a Republican, was very much focused on a message of getting tough on crime uh, at times, many times, saying that Kathy Hochul, the incumbent there, Democrat, was not tough enough. But she seemed to really kind of uh, stymie him with her retort at one point, saying, you can't can't really come in here and talk about uh, crime being tough on it when you haven't really formulated a position on illegal guns, which is a major problem in New York. Uh, Lee Zeldin in the news recently for having a, a, a shooting near his home, uh, and it really underscores what a problem this is and what an issue it is for voters there as we even watch the race there for governor uh, tighten a lot more, putting Hochul in a position that she may not have thought that she would have been in say a month ago now. She, of course, is now vying for her first full term as governor uh, coming in to replace Andrew Cuomo a while back. Justin Finch, excellent information as always. Appreciate it. Thank you. Justin, they're live in Washington, D.C. with the latest on this. Growing number of prominent Republicans have been warning that uh, former President Trump should not run in 2024 or that he will lose if he does. So these are going to be the names that you would expect. Paul Ryan, mm -hmm. Jeb Bush, Jeb, Mike Pence, Liz Cheney. Now, all of these, you could say that those four, I mean, Paul Ryan's not even in politics anymore, nor is Jeb Bush. Mike Pence technically isn't in that he's not holding a position. Liz Cheney does currently represent the state of Wyoming, but... She's gone soon, like within weeks. So they're no longer what you would consider standard bearers in the party, but they still carry some some heft. They still carry some weight. And they say they are concerned about another Trump candidacy, combined with polls showing that many voters are ready to move on. Some people like Trump. Some people don't like Trump, says Newt Gingrich. He's the most dominant single figure in the party. That's a fact. Now, there is a question, though, about what kind of work is being done behind the scenes for Donald Trump. Apparently, he and whatever 2024 team exists, if there is such a thing, they're looking at longtime Virginia operative um, Chris LaCivita to take over the next presidential campaign. And a couple of people familiar with the matter uh, told the New York, sorry, told the Washington Post that whatever this presidential campaign looks like will be announced shortly after the midterms, that Chris LaCivita would take on the campaign, although it's not necessarily that he would be the campaign's director. Discussions have included a possible role as campaign manager or senior advisor. LaCivita is a longtime Republican political consultant to help lead uh, Swift Vets and POWs for Truth campaign against John Kerry back in 2004, and uh, La Cifita is apparently directing a super PAC that is currently tried, uh, tied to former President Trump. Trump reportedly appears to be accelerating his plans for another campaign, right now trying to weigh where the campaign would be based. Florida and D.C. are the two leading options. And again, like you mentioned, who is going to be leading that effort? Paul Ryan has been adamant about... 
being for any Republican not named Donald Trump in 2024. He said recently that new swing voter in American politics is the suburban voter. And it's really clear the suburban voter doesn't like Trump, but they like Republicans. So I think anybody not named Trump, I think it's so much more likely to win the White House for us. It, it, It makes sense. I mean, just in terms of the sheer numbers of even independent voters who would probably break with Republicans if they were if they weren't Donald Trump. I just don't buy that. I mean, if for people who voted for Trump the first time around, the second time around, why not a third time around? What made them fall out of love with Trump? Interesting. Uh, well, I don't see that. I don't see that they have fallen out of love with him. That would be an interesting question of people who, and I know they exist. I don't know sure. what the numbers are, but who voted for him twice? Um. But would not a third. But would not vote for him a third time. Yeah, it'd be curious. Like, uh, what changed? He hasn't changed. Yeah, I don't think he's not going to. It's not to like he's either. done anything to turn <laughs> off the people that love him. Uh, Mark Meadows, a former chief of staff for former President Trump, involved, of course, they believe, in the uh, push to keep him in power after the 2020 election, has been ordered by a judge to travel to Georgia to testify in the criminal investigation into election meddling. Now, the judge in this case is in South Carolina. That's where Mark Meadows is from. Ordered the uh, ordered him to travel to Georgia to testify in the criminal investigation out of Fulton County, Georgia, being led by the district attorney, Fannie Willis. The lawyer for Mark Meadows said that he is going to appeal this decision. That's not a surprise. A different statement from a lawyer spokesman said that Mark Meadows is weighing all legal options and is awaiting the judge's final written order so they know exactly what it is that they're going to be uh, going to be fighting against. Gloria Allred oh, has I haven't heard that name dipped in a long time. her toe into the swamp. She is due today to introduce to reporters a woman who alleges Herschel Walker took her to an abortion clinic to have an abortion. Of course, Walker has voiced strict anti-abortion policies, but has already been accused of paying for an abortion for another woman. Gloria Allred said this woman is now stepping forward. She's going by Jane Doe, and she's going to speak this afternoon in Los Angeles. The woman, Gloria Allred says, would allege that she had a romantic, intimate relationship with Herschel Walker and that he drove her to an abortion clinic to have an abortion after she became pregnant as a result of their relationship. Um, Gloria she Allred didn't get pregnant from the relationship. She got pregnant from the sex. Well, Gary, isn't that right? Sometimes I mean, that's how it works. Sometimes right? sex happens in a relationship, right? It starts with the relationship. It blossoms into the sex, mm-hmm. and then comes the baby. Oh, she Gloria also promised to reveal some of the woman's evidence in support of her romance with Herschel Walker. Oh. <laughs> what is it? What are you what? saying oh for? Well, I want to know what evidence of a romance is. I have love letters and stuff. Really? Yeah. Herschel Walker sitting down and penning love letters? I, why? I don't no, know why don't. that wouldn't be a problem. I, I don't think so. Maybe phone calls? Maybe physical evidence? Photos? Audio? Lingerie? L- Negligee? Rappers. Rappers? Oh, I guess they weren't using those, probably, if she got pregnant, huh? Oh. (laughs) You know about rappers. I don't know what you're talking about. 
No. You're speaking of prophylactics? Yes. Rappers? Like rappers. Don't yeah, they come I, know, in rappers? I know what they are. Why would you keep that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she's you... maybe she wanted a memento. There is a new people do all sorts of weird things. They save all sorts of weird things. Sometimes they save quilts that their ex's mother made. That is not a condom wrapper. It is far from it. Democrats are still slightly favored to win the Senate right now. Uh, this from 538, which does some great analytics in terms of determining what could possibly happen come November 8th. Um, they have said the deluxe version of the model simulates the election 40,000 times to see which party would win the Senate most often. The sample of 100 outcomes gives you an idea of the range of scenarios that the model considers possible. So Republicans win in 45 out of those 100 sampled. Democrats win in 55 out of those 100 sampled. The interesting thing about what, what 538 has been doing lately is that they run these things constantly mixing in the new polls, the new uh, information that comes in. So even between now and November 8th, which is less than two weeks away, um, that they will have this number continue to shift. The Senate is currently a toss-up, according to 538. Democrats are ever so slightly ahead. The party that wins two of the three closest races uh, in states would likely win the Senate majority. So Republicans' two best pickup opportunities— to win seats that they don't currently have, Nevada and Georgia. And like I said, they'll continue to mix in this information, like the Herschel Walker scandals. Democrats are hoping to pick up the seat in Pennsylvania, but as we saw last night in this debate between John Fetterman and Mehmet Oz, there may be some independents who were turned off by John Fetterman's performance last night. So that race has gotten a lot tighter recently. Some other Senate races that are competitive, but do have what they refer to as identifiable favorites. Arizona and New Hampshire, by the way, have Democratic incumbents that still have the edge. Senate races in North Carolina, Ohio, Wisconsin are close, but they say would also like, uh, would likely result in Republican winners. In our local swamp, protesters have now left the city council chambers in downtown L.A. Council members are filing back in, ready to begin this discussion of motions to censure Councilman Kevin DeLeon and Gil Cedillo and former Councilwoman Nuri Martinez for their roles in the racism scandal there at City Hall. We'll stay on top of that when we come back. Got a serial killer to tell you about. Dad? Is that you? On Gary and Shannon. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.